What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I hope you're all well, everybody. I'm good. Thank you for asking. We're back with a bang. We're back with a podcast. I'm going to sip on my black coffee. I'm going back for two sips. It's one of them days. Um, we've actually got a topic for you. Oh my god, Josh has a brain. Therefore, I don't need to... Uh, just answer questions because I don't have a brain to be able to think about things. We're going to talk about peaking. We're going to talk about peak week, the things that you need to be thinking about during a peak week um, to peak your physique. Now, I want to start this with a caveat, and the caveat should be that a peak is not a uh, it's not a quick fix. It's not something that you can just throw in there to try and get 10% difference. It's it's really the fine tunings of a of a long prep that you should have done and completed fat-free. In my opinion, a peak week works best when you're fat-free because you respond really, really well to the food and you can see it. You know, Often if you've got still got some body fat, <laughs> it's hard to tell between that body fat and water. Sometimes if you've got body fat, it's hard to tell when you're full or bloated. So the best case scenario is don't have any body fat and you'll be in the position where you can uh, sort of do what you want. Um, but we're going to take this into consideration into a few aspects, I think. We'll, we'll do the first and foremost that you are shredded. You're shredded, you're ready to peak, you want to bring the best version of yourself, you've got no body fat left. Most likely two weeks out, we're going to start the peaking process. And the peaking process is going to just start off by trying to reduce some of that fatigue that you've accumulated over 14, 16, 18 weeks, however many weeks you've been dieting, because no doubt the steps, the cardio, the accumulative fatigue of getting leaner is, is going to play a bit of a toll on your physique and it will inhibit your ability to uh, uptake nutrients, to look good, to feel fresh, to look fresh, uh, all those things will be affected, will and can be affected by just burying yourself into the ground. Uh, if you're not lean enough, you've got to diet into the show, which is what a lot of people should be doing because they don't come in lean enough. But let's say you're two weeks out, you do an everyday cardio at like 45 minutes, uh, food's pretty low, maybe 2,200 or something, and your steps are at 10,000. It's very arbitrary numbers, but the principles remain the same. Uh, you, you're lean enough, you, you, you're shredded, you don't need to get any more body fat off. We'll probably start tapering that cardio off five, ten minutes a day. Um, that would that will feel like five to ten hours a day. I've just recently pulled my cardio to 25 minutes from 35 minutes, and it feels like I've got so much more... I appreciate it still fuck all energy, but it feels like I've got so much more energy available just because because I'm not bearing myself for the extra 10 minutes. So you start to pull off that intensity of, of, of cardio. You then also start to pull away from failure. You know, working to those upper echelons of failure only causes fatigue, only causes muscle breakdown, inflammation. The, the focus of, of the final 10, you know, week, 10 days is not to be causing damage and inflammation and holding water within that muscle. Instead, it's just about trying to bring that physique to life and reducing that fatigue. So... You're going to pull away a little bit from failure, maybe maybe 8 out of 10, you know, just pulling down from those ultimate sets where you're trying to dig in uh, because it's just about muscle preservation and burning some calories at this point. So you've got those two things in place where you're easing off cardio and you're easing off training ever so slightly. 
Um, I'm, you're probably not going to change food crazy amounts. If you're in a really, really good position, you can probably reverse into your show and just gently but short, you know, slowly but gently feed you an extra 50 carb a day into the show. Um, I personally prefer just keeping things very, very stable uh, until like two or three days out, probably three days out. So you're competing on a Sunday. On Thursday, I'd usually load you. I wouldn't do anything special during the week. I'd probably... I think the only thing we'd do, we would do Monday to Thursday would be like a mild fat load and a mild carb deplete. So let's say you're at 2,200 calories. You'd keep your calories pretty much the same, but you just like switch the fats and the carbs on the head. So where you're doing 40 grams of fat and 150 carb, you'd change it. So you're doing like 25 to 50 carb and then maybe like 80 fat or something. Now, the reason why you do that is not only to deplete your carbohydrate sources a little bit more, but also, it helps you top up your intramuscular triglycerides. Now, that's something that a lot of people forget about when they are trying to load for a competition. Because they, when you hear load, you think carb load. You think, I need to put some carbs in so I can fill out and get full, get a pump. That's very, very true. But there is a 10 to 15% of intramuscular fullness that comes from intramuscular triglycerides and fats and fatty acids. Something that a lot of people don't uh, think about. And... and, and those people who have competed and then have gone for a meal after your, your workout, uh, after your show, and then you've had like whatever, some fats and some sugars, and you have this crazy fullness. Like more often than not, it's because those intramuscular triglyceride, triglycerides have just filled out a little bit. Something that people tend to be a little bit more conservative on their load is just not the fats, right? You don't load on dominoes and pizzas. Some people do, but for me personally, I'm trying to keep food clean. I'm trying to keep food controlled. Um, and I'd much rather have a fat-focused load and then a carb-focused load rather than both at the same time. I think the more you cross swords, the harder it becomes to manage. So generally speaking, I would say, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you could probably look to load up your, your fats maybe 20 grams extra than normal. Um, and this will just help you fill out those intramuscular triglycerides a little bit. You, it's going to be an odd feeling where I've just been doing this as like a mock trial this week. Um, it's a weird feeling where you sometimes feel fuller, but then you look at yourself and you're like, you're not popping like you used to be. Uh, and obviously, as you pull down carbohydrates during those first few days, um, you you lose a lot of water because obviously carbohydrates pull a lot of water into your muscles. When you're uh, depleting carbohydrates, you kind of get flat and dry. But when you got your when you got fats in there as well, you kind of get flat, dry, vascular, but then sometimes full. <laughs> so it was an odd one. So I'd probably for seventy percent of people, you'd probably do a little bit of a fat load. For the other thirty to forty percent of people, you're probably just going to load normally because you're just going to react really, really well to food. It kind of depends on the person how well they react to fats. So for just as an example. Monday, Tuesday, and today. Sorry, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, I did a fat load, and and I didn't feel great. It didn't go well with my digestion. It didn't go well with the look. So we probably know that for the next time we're probably not going to do that. However, for some people, I would continue to do it if if they look good. Um, and then as we shift like away from that fat load, the fat load gets a little bit complicated, right? Some people are going, "What you got a fat load before you carb load?" You don't have to. Like in my opinion, being 80 to 90% full from carbohydrates is usually more than enough to be full on stage and do what you need to do on stage. So, what's going on? 
hope you didn't hear that. Something going on downstairs. Um, so yeah, like the general carb load, um, which is what the people will get caught up on is, is say you're competing on a Sunday. I like to compete. I like to load up three days early. So like a Thursday load, like a Thursday hard load, uh, a, a Friday moderate to hard load, and then a Saturday normal day, if that makes sense. And the normal day, you wouldn't be doing anything. You'd just be chilling on the sofa. So you kind of fill up really hard. Obviously, you're going to be an engine. You're going to be motoring through that food. You know, thermic, thermic effect of feeding is going to be in full swing. Um, I'm also going to, you also train on that first higher day just to kind of push some, push some blood into the muscles. Um, that second load kind of just tops you up nicely. But don't forget, every time you sleep, every time you wake up, you're just going to be soaking it up and just flushing those carbohydrates straight out. Um, so the idea is obviously fill up as much as you can on those first two days. But obviously with that comes like gut distension, comes like food in stomach and comes like a bigger waste because you're trying to fill up whatever. Six, seven, eight hundred grams of carbs, depending how big you are. Eight hundred grams of carbs, there's no two ways about it. It's a lot of fucking food, especially if you've still got protein and fats in there. So you have to consider like actual food in stomach when it comes to carb loading. So obviously you want to be picking foods that digest well, super low volume, et cetera, et cetera. But I find that throwing that third day in as like a normal day, like a day just to keep you exactly where you are, you just go back to that normal diet and within a day, like your stomach has just shrunk back down to that normal size, but you still hold that muscle fullness because you've done nothing that day. Like the idea is not to burn through your carbs, your cut your cardio, your steps and your training. You just sit and you relax and you let those carbs just sit there and do nothing and just keep you full. So it's like a, a hard load, a medium to hard load, no load, compete. That generally works best for most people that I, that I tend to tend to coach and tend to go through myself. Um, so we talked a little bit about a mild fat load. Most people don't need to do it. Then you talk about a carb load. Uh, then you've got things like water and sodium. So water, I generally just try and keep the exact same the whole way through. I just try and keep it nice and high, six to seven liters per day. Pretty much I drink that anyway without consciously having to put that in a lot of people like peak week eight ten liters you can do that and like sometimes drinking a lot of water helps you flush out more water but more often than not um it has like an opposite effect and you can actually just be super dehydrated from pissing so much you've got to load up more salt and potassium because you've got to because you're pissing even more so i like to just keep things fairly consistent like just high high salt high water um and the same like I try and not add any more water. I try and not add any less water. If I'm loading carbohydrates, I'll probably drink a little bit water, more, more water naturally because you want to draw some of those carbohydrates in with water into the muscle. Um, and I probably wouldn't do anything with salt. Like if you're lean enough, you're shredded, you ain't got to worry about being dry or anything like that. You, you just are. So usually, you know, it comes to show day and you wake up and you can have like two or three meals of, you know, just as an example, like two Rice Krispie square bars and like 100 grams of chicken, that on a piece of, like you could fit that on your phone and it's like 70 carb. Do you know what I mean? So you just pick foods like that on your show day that are just going to get you a pump, a little bit of fat, throw in some, throw in a little bit of salt on your on your chicken before you go on and like salt water, some sugar, and you're going to be pumped as fuck if you're lean. So it's a really, really easy way to peak if you're in condition. 
So we will just start at the beginning just so you guys can understand from the start. If you're in condition, I, I, I personally, nine times out of ten, wouldn't change anything until the Thursday if you're competing on the Sunday. If you're competing on the Saturday, I wouldn't change anything to the Wednesday. Depending how carb tolerant you are, how big you are, if you're natural, if you're using insulin, if you're all these things, it's going to affect the amount that you can carb load on. If you've been eating zero carb for six weeks and you carb load on 700 carb, you're probably going to be bloated. But if you have been eating three, 400 carb every day and then you carb load on six, 700, it's not going to be too much of a difference. So you've you got to consider those things when you're trying to pick how much you're trying to carb load or how much you're trying to put in, if that makes sense. So generally speaking, um, the bigger you are, the more carbohydrates you're going to need. Um, the less tolerant you are to carbohydrates, the less you're going to need. It, it, it seems pretty straightforward and simple, but a lot of people get messed up. How many should I have? 500, 600? Well, how many have you been having? You've been eating 200 carb? Like, let's, like, let's double it. Let's find out what happens. But try and do that like a few weeks before. And that generally gives you the best information that you can. So peak week is fairly straightforward. Taper off your cardio. Taper off your training. Taper off your steps. And uh, taper up your food. And that's really it. And you, know, you just want to find that sweet spot of the look of small increments. Like I think these huge carb loads and huge increments in food, I, I, I'm not a huge fan in them. Uh, I just like much prefer micro progressions across everything. Really, you guys will know me like uh, micro progressions in in everything. Just small little achievable goals to progress the physique over time tends tends to work the best. So that's generally my peak week protocol, and that's going to be my peak week protocol when it comes to it. So I'll probably do a mild fat load a couple of days. Um, I'll, I'll I'll adjust it next time. I think this time I had a little bit too much cheese um, and yogurt. So like the, maybe the dairy messed with my digestion a little bit. So I'll just flick those to maybe olives, olive oil, some more fats like that, that are a little bit easier to digest. Um, and then I'll go to like two low days and then to kind of prime yourself. And by low day, I just mean like a normal a normal training day food like on your diet because you're in a deficit. Like when, when I say low days, I don't mean I'm going lower than what I've been eating. I just mean I'm going back onto my diet because... You're in a deficit. If you're in a deficit, that's a low day. So I literally just go like uh, fat load, fat load, normal day, normal day, carb load, carb load, normal day. Simple. And it just kind of like those normal days just kind of bring you back down to equilibrium really, really quickly. And they're, and they're really, really effective. So that's my peak week. Nothing, um, nothing crazy. Like I think people get hung up on the peak week a little bit too much and need to kind of calm down. Um, I would take away sweeteners probably three or four days out. Not 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 all of them. Like I would just take out the ones that maybe aggravate your stomach. So just as an example, I use a zero calorie maple syrup in on my whey, on my yogurt, on my oats. Right, that's three four times a day, and I, I can feel like a very very mild stomach ache from it, especially when I'm having a Coke Zero or some flavor drops as well because of the artificial sweeteners. I don't really care about being bloated or having a very, very, very small stomach ache nine times out of ten because I'm so hungry. I don't mind having a little bit of discomfort in my stomach. But when you're trying to get on stage and you're trying to create a look and a feeling, that's when you try and change your focus. Um, so, like, I probably wouldn't carb load on things like oats. I wouldn't carb load on, like, loads of sweet potatoes. I'm just going to carb load on things that digest super easy. Um, have little to no gastric stress, um, reduce probably sweeteners a little bit. Um, 
everything else remains the same. Like I'll keep creatine the same. I'll keep my drugs the same. I'm not going to play around with um, anything like pulling out tests or anything like that. I am going to manipulate my estrogen a little bit. I actually threw in half uh, an aromacin yesterday just to kind of see the effect that it had because we had my bloods done the other day. Um, not that anything was was untoward. We just know that obviously being in a supra physiological range of testosterone, it puts me in a supra physiological range of estrogen. And we know that if you are in a supra physiological range of estrogen, you have a bigger predisposition to hold maybe some water, which is not a big issue if you're shredded because I'm shredded. Do you guys see much water on me? No, not really. But trust me, I put that aromas in yesterday. I woke up this morning and I was much drier. Hamstrings kind of had that film just kind of lifted off of them. Um, similar with my midsection as well. So there are sometimes situational circumstances when you play with uh, estrogen and whatnot, but I wouldn't really play with compounds, to be honest, other than like orals, like to throw in some hardeners and maybe some aromasin to manipulate your estrogen. Generally speaking, I don't believe that you should be pulling out testosterone and all these types of things um, for my assisted users. Everything else, like even on the show day, where things would remain the same, the same morning setup, the same electrolytes, the same Anavar pre-workout, everything would just remain the same, uh, sorry, pre-competition. Um, and I would just make sure that we can recreate the physique that I see every day because, you know, most people see their physique in the gym um, at two, three weeks out and that's when they look the best. And, and that's kind of what you want to recreate on the day. So for me, like I train at 11, 30, 12. So for me, if I could compete at 11, 30, 12, that would be the perfect scenario because all I would need to do is wake up at my normal time, eat when I wake up and then eat my second meal like I normally would. And that's going to have me after a couple of days of carb load, full as fuck, fresh, because it's when I normally train. I can pump up and then my body's used to getting pumped up at that time. And anyone who's competed late before, like they used to put the men's physique on super late at like 7 p.m. sometimes. And like I'm in bed by nine. Like my body clock for 16 weeks has been in bed by nine. So if I was to get on stage at like 7, 7.30 and I'm like, I've had four or five meals and four or five liters and we've had salt in every, like it's very hard to control those variables for me anyway, because I look the best earlier in the day. So you kind of want to take that as another topic that you guys can take is that you want to create that look where you look the best and work it out and then try and do that so I look the best about 1 p.m you know I wake up at 8 so therefore five hours after I wake up with this meal this amount of salt and this water I look this good right so all we do is just try to recreate that five-hour window before you compete so sometimes uh, in 2019 for example I competed at like 10 a.m one time in uh, Barcelona we know that I looked really good at like 1 p.m. So I just got up three hours earlier. I literally just got up three hours earlier, did the exact same routine, and, and it worked. Like you just recreate the exact same scenario when you look the best and try replicate it on stage. And 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 that's what people try and forget. They try and they try and achieve this look that they think is super physiological, like super compensatory. They think this peak week's gonna blow them up when really a peak week should be can you bring yourself 10 to 20% fuller than you usually are on a diet and get that same pump on stage and still be as tight. That, that literally should be the goal of a peak week because otherwise you just get lost in the source and, oh, I need to carb up more and I'm flat and I'm full. It's like, like I, I look good every single day. Like I look shredded every single day. There's not much that I need to change other than have a bit more food in me. And I think that's what people get caught up on. 
Um, so yeah, like, I think that's pretty much everything with a peak week. Um, we talked about show day foods. Like everything is generally subject to change. So like I'd, I'd be sending pictures or I'd be receiving pictures from my clients or sending them to Cal every two or three hours, every two hours after a meal. Obviously it's gonna take 90 minutes or so to digest so you can see the effect of that. Um, and you'd adjust food basically based off that. Like if you wake up and you're full as a fuck and you're a bit bloated, like you obviously aren't gonna go and eat another meal. But if you wake up and you still feel flat, tight, you had a big poo in the morning, lovely jubbly, get another meal in if you can, you know, like more food is always gonna do you better on the day with regards to the physique if you're flat. So you've gotta just be measuring it and be mindful of it each um each step of the way. And like people who, who um who have competed with me or, or maybe some of my clients who are listening, like you're gonna see this as you guys come down in body weight, like even some guys already who are Twelve weeks out, maybe. You know, I've I've already given them high days because they're coming down fast, and you gather the data from those high days, um, and 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 you see the effect it had on the physique, the mindset, the uh, the performance, and that is data for the future. So, if you've done it right, you should be shredded, and you should have already practiced your peak week. If you've done those two things nine times out of ten, you're going to be absolutely spot. Um, we're going to leave that there. Um, I'm probably just going to finish up on just rounding up um, what's going to happen the rest of this year. Not many people are going to know this. Um, and you're going to find out on Friday on the YouTube channel. But maybe we'll give you a little bit of an insight on the podcast now. I'm not competing anymore on June 6th. I'm not competing in five weeks anymore. And I'm going to leave that there. Um, bit of a bombshell. Um, it's been a hard decision to make. Obviously, going up to Cal, uh, I'm dropping a video today on my YouTube channel as well with Cal, and we kind of talk a little bit about the decision and whatnot. But it, it was a big decision. It was a big decision with a lot of implications, and we've kind of come to the conclusion that it was the best decision for us not to compete on June sixth anymore. So uh, you're gonna have to wait and see. Um, you're gonna have to wait and see for the video on Friday to see exactly what's happening. Um, and we're going to go from there. But like, I hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of a peak week one. I wanted to keep it a little bit short. I've got a very, very, very slow mind. Uh, this is my third day on low food, really, really low food. I'm eating like 100 carb, 40 fat, and 300 protein. So literally just like protein and some trace fucking carbs. Um, but it is what it is. We're all good. Um, I hope everyone else is well. Uh, we're in for just a little bit of a short one. Hopefully this is a nice little journey to the to the gym for you. Um, but otherwise, guys, peace and love. And um, I'll see you at the YouTube video.